You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always are my great friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And A.K. Mike in Texas. And, and man, it is a great day. Uh, Mike is in the middle of a thunderstorm. Jay's uh, been out in the field and I'm in a beautiful, hot, sunny Arizona I just got out of the pool. So. Woohoo! You just got out of the pool. <laughs> we, uh, I know, right? That's we got some tough. great things to talk about today. Uh, but before we get started, how about a word from our sponsors? Three D Aerovictures, adding fun to the RC hobby, one layer at a time. Feeling weak and powerless? Sounds to me like you need A-Power batteries. When someone needs the best, they always choose the A-Team. A-Power batteries. Get on the web and get yours today. Well, welcome back to the Park Flyer Podcast. We are going to talk a little bit about a safety issue that I want to bring up because somebody I won't mention any names because they're, uh, you know, they're dealing. They're not with in the room. Right no, they're dealing with an issue, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't lose any digits. But oh. but this is this is kind of a good safety topic, and I just need everybody to understand that uh, flying airplanes is inherently dangerous, and there are mechanical failures. Always test your equipment before you go out. In this particular case. Um, and if you're on the AMA uh, Facebook page and that kind of thing, uh, you've probably seen the story. But a, a guy had a very large four-meter glider. Uh, he got it airborne, uh, lost a signal. The airplane came out of the sky, went into a spiral, and basically hit uh, someone's vehicle. Oh, wow. And did a lot of damage. N- not substantial damage. He couldn't drive it home. But he had destroyed his plane, and, you know, it did mess up the vehicle pretty well uh and he mentioned uh in his post that he's not sure what to do because both insurance uh his homeowner's insurance and the ama insurance both declined him (laughs) i I don't mean to laugh at that but i kind of chuckle because once again although the ama insurance when people get it they're like oh boy they'll cover me for everything and that's not exactly the way it works no, it's not. And and so if you're you're an AMA member and you have a, a, a membership and you're at a sanctioned field, uh, you are covered by the AMA's liability policy. And liability means that after all of your exhausted efforts in your homeowner's policy, because that's usually that's what right. covers us, once that it once you get to the point where there's more than your homeowners will pay out. Then they'll kick in the amount. couple. The, then the, the AMA says we can kick in and cover whatever the remaining amount is. Exactly. So Probably because his homeowner's insurance denied him, that's why the AMA denied him. Correct. Because uh, the AMA is not going to pay the bill just because he needs to, to get his homeowner's insurance to do it. So 
having said all that, uh, I know companies like, I won't mention them, but, you know, there's a couple of large, you know, farming type insurance companies. <laughs> you and those tractors, man. Come on. They cover the states of America. That's right. They cover the, the states. states of America. Uh, anyway, whatever your insurance company that has your uh, homeowner's policy, uh, make sure that you just have an understanding that almost every insurance policy out there, the homeowner, uh, the homeowner's policy is going to say, we don't want to cover it. I mean, I, I had I had a, a damage on my home that was done by a thunderstorm and a leaky roof, which had nothing to do with me, right? It doesn't rain in Arizona very much. Uh, I had a new roof put on. Um, there was a, a metal piece underneath where they had foamed it, and the metal flashing. piece uh, flashing, correct? And it it actually buckled, you know, kind of heated up and expanded, cracked the foam. And the water, it rained the next day. The water went in and blew out the whole ceiling on the All porch. what they had repaired, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, it, it pretty much leveled, you know, all the stuff up there. And when I called them, the first thing they said was, well, if it's not very expensive, I would pay for it out of my pocket because if we pay for it, your homeowner's insurance is going to go up. But, you know, if it's enough damage that you can't afford it, then we'll go ahead and put a claim in and then they'll come out and they'll do the assessment and the adjustment. And then, you know, we'll, we'll take whatever it is, but you can guarantee that we're going to charge you more to get our money back. So just be aware of that. Um, I think a lot of people, it it was a very good, uh, um, you know, lesson. I saw a lot of comments. Um, In my particular case, I did the work myself and I just paid for the materials. It was very inexpensive in my particular case. But in this guy's particular case, it's very expensive to fix a vehicle. And, uh, you know, he's looking for some help. And there were a lot of people that told, were telling him how to go about and approach his homeowner's insurance. Right. That and that's the other thing. When you when you kind of say, yeah, I, I got hit by a plane, blah, 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 blah. They go, oh, plane. Oh, well, that uh, nothing to, to do with our homeowner insurance. We we cover right. rain, bats, frogs, uh, planes. Oh, yeah, no, that's you'd have to get plane insurance. Uh, but I right. uh, you were flying the plane, right? Yeah. But it was a model right. plane. Mm, semantics, you know, real right. plane, model plane. Eh. So, so, yeah, usually you have to go back and you, you're going to have to battle with them just a little bit. And then, then we'll kind of go, oh, okay, we'll go ahead and you right. know, we'll come through. So Is that what's going to happen maybe, here, Mike? And uh, Yes. In this particular case, um, he called the AMA. He talked to some people. He called his insurance company. He talked to some people. And. And uh, both, you know, just basically said, hey, public forum's not the place to talk about this. So before you do any more damage to what you probably could go get, let's just, you know, stop the social media run and then we'll deal with it behind the scenes. The other thing is, too, so here's the tricky part with this stuff between your home and your auto insurance. So it's just like a, a kid threw a baseball through somebody's car window mm-hmm. depending on how they how they want to do it they may say well that's covered by that's covered by your insurance your auto insurance you know and then and then depending on what like you know you threw a baseball bat through your car window you know that might be covered under your homeowner's insurance so it all depends on what the device was that damaged the thing 
You know, now right. if he's trying to claim, like, I don't know if he's trying to, you know, if that, that four-meter glider might have been really expensive, so he might be trying to recoup some losses on it as well, and that might have some stuff to do with it, because it might be, he might have said, well, that, that glider is worth $4,000, and they may go, hmm, well, it's worth $4,000, but really it isn't covered by homeowner's insurance because of, you know, it's a, it's a model or it's a hobby, and we only cover up to a $1,000 for hobbies type of right. thing during, you know, that got damaged because of whatever. So we'll only cover a thousand dollars and the guy's windshield and, you know, the body work is 8,000. So that's why they're like, whoop, well, you know, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll get up to this amount, but you know, we're not going to cover anything else. And therefore the, uh, you know, according to the AMA, they're, they're looking at it going, well, geez, you didn't even uh, touch your homeowner's insurance. So mm-hmm. we're not going to cover it. Cause you have to, you have to be over this threshold for us. So, right. yeah. Well, it's it was a good topic, you know, because I, I was looking around and I do subscribe to the AMA site. You know, I kind of peruse it occasionally and, and uh, it was a big topic. So the uh, I just wanted to kind of double check with our listeners and just say, hey, look, you know, you need to be careful. And then if something like that was to happen, just understand w- the pathway you have to take to rectify the situation. Yeah. Now, hopefully so it won't could, happen, but, you know. Can you back up a little bit? Uh, you made a comment about him talking about this stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. I felt like the statements that you said, no, I don't know if this is what they really said, but the insurance company said was, hey, you got to stop the social media stuff. So basically, if you don't stop talking about it on social media, that's going to make his chances worse. Is that the idea? No, I thought or, you were saying that. I mean, AMA I, felt like, saying I that. felt like that was more. Huh? Was that the AMA? The AMA, that was, the AMA was saying that. The AMA just said, you know, he, because he, he kind of. But why would that make it worse? That's what I don't understand. It doesn't because it doesn't it help the AMA, dude. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, it doesn't make. I, I thought it was talking about for himself. No, 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 no. Worse they could care. Himself. I'm not going to say they could care less, it. but, you know, it's it's kind of like, you, you know, you work for AT&T and. And you coming on and talking about AT&T, AT&T would go, even though what you were saying was absolutely true, they may be like, hey, Mike, you know, yeah. you, maybe you might want to talk about AT&T in that sort of light. Or, oh, you know, anytime I, I talk about AT&T, it has to be clear. In fact, I probably have to get this clear just because I talked about <laughs> AT&T. No, but you know, what I'm, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's, well, I it, have the same policy, right? I mean, if I got on social media and mentioned my company, then I would immediately get flagged. Right. Right. And, right. And if it was any derogatory comments, then I, I would get a phone. So call. it's not, it's not that it, for this gentleman that him talking about it is going to cause him any woe per se, or like the AMA is not going to pay him. It's just the AMA going, Hey buddy, you know, why don't, why, why don't we try to figure out this thing behind the scenes before you start blabbing about it first? Blab, yeah, and, 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 and then, and then, you know, maybe we need to, you know, we'll engage or send a, another guy to help you out talk to your insurance agency about this because they're unfamiliar with well, it. Well, always in the back of my mind, though, the fact that he talked about it on Facebook first is going to make me wonder if that didn't spur people on to listen a little bit better to this guy uh, about what was going on and give him a little more assistance on what he needed. You know, So I, I don't disagree with that, right? But, but the initial post w- was a little more he he posted it in a little bit of a heated moment, right? Because he, sure, he was upset. He basically was upset. Yeah, and I read the post, and and he basically said, "Look, I'm going to let everybody know that this just happened to me, and both insurance companies denied me. You know, and that's what what are we paying for then? That seems factual. 
and it was factual and, yeah. and everybody mentioned the fact that hey look you're you're rattling the AMA's cage but they're secondary not you know you can't go oh and, they're not and an opportunity for them to clear that up too right they did. To make make they that clear right which said, is again I, I know I'm 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 still supporting what this guy did. Maybe he didn't use. Well, I didn't get to read the post. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, you know, just from a standpoint of taking action, uh, if people are going to deny you, and insurance companies are notorious for denying people out right. of the gate, right, and right. only people who chase them for days and years and months or whatever, or or the people who or, end up getting something, attorneys. they hire attorneys. Yeah. And, right. So and that just. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you a real quick little side story. So I have a good friend, Howard, lives out in Nashville, right? And unfortunately, like, his house has been flooded, like, two or three times. He's, like, right on the bend oh, no. of this river. You it don't even flooded. see the river. You would never even know he's near the river. But he's in this exact location that once things happen, heavy rains or flood, you know, all of a sudden he looks out on his, his little uh, field backyard, and all of a sudden he has this little itty-bitty creek back there, and all of a sudden the creek swells up and then, and then you just start seeing the water come closer and closer to his house and then the he has like a okay, two-story house yeah it's, he has a two-story house that's kind of built into a hill and that basement part right gets filled with water up, up to about right. you know, shoulder length and it just decimates yeah. his house so the first time he went through it you know he sat down you know the, the good part is he's a you know he's a stay at stay at home dad type of thing you know his wife has a engineering company so kept man, you know, that's good. So he's, he's almost kept. He's he's busy. So anyway, um, uh, he had a lot of time to sit down and read his policy, and he and he went through and he, he read did. the policy, and then he sat down and read through it again. And like like a week after, or like within five days, three days of the flood, the insurance guys came through the neighborhood and was writing checks to everybody. Here's ten thousand dollars. Here's five thousand dollars. Here's, t- you know, here's $15,000 for you. And everybody's like, wahoo, I, you know, I got this money to help me with my house. And then they realized yeah. to replace the roof was going to cost them $25,000, uh-huh. right? Or to, or to whatever damage, you know, that, that barely even paid for the sheetrock type of thing. Right. And so my buddy. Howard, on the other hand, was different when they got to his house. <laughs> they said, hey, here's, well, we'll give you, you know, $8,000 for your house. And he's like, yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah. currently in the middle of doing inventory of the damages in my home. I will, I will send you a package at a later date. You know, I have until, <laughs> you know, this happened February or whatever. I have until June 8th to send you my completed inventory until then I will be taking no monetary funds from you folks. Thank you very much for your quick response to see if I need anything sincerely, you know, Howard. Yeah. So, okay. We'll they, make it 30,000. <laughs> right. And that's what they did. That's what they turned around and said, well, you know, here, well, here, we know you need money now. How about we give you this? And he said, you know, Please, please refer to the first letter, <laughs> you know, da, 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 da. I will be sending you a packet soon. And so he sat down and he counted every sock in his house. Yep. He had taken a billion pictures of every little thing and candy wrapper in his house. And he sat down and he organized it all out, all his pictures, every, every film or video that he ever took around the house, showing things on the walls, pictures, this, that, the other thing, everything. And it, it took him like three months to catalog everything that was damaged in his house with proof, with references, with, with time, date, stamps, things to prove that it was in his house prior to the, you know, the, the flood and all that kind of junk. Right. And uh, they were not happy with him. <laughs> I imagine. They were not yeah, happy with him. That bill came back way over what they were willing to pay. They, yeah, they, they, well, they had to pay him. They, they had to pay him. But he, 
he was the right. only but one. I mean, I'm saying what they were what they were offering that. Oh, day it was way, dude. It was it was it was, it was, it was so pittance. It was pittance. What, right. It, it was just which is it, pretty normal. Oh yeah, yeah. pretty normal. Uh, well, they're a business too, expected. right? You know, I, I don't totally blame them, but they're a business too. I I can understand it. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, they got the wrong one. <laughs> this, yeah. My friend is, you know, he, he, he read their rule book and turned yeah. around and said, well, according to your rules, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z, and I have this much time to do it in, and therefore, here's what I'm doing, and here's my bill, and now you have X amount of time, now that I gave you this detailed report, to pay me. And, yeah. uh, and pay him they did. So they... <laughs> <laughs> pretty much at, you know they had to, yeah, they had he, to but he said this is what you this is what your policy says this is what i did this and, is what you and owe. here's all my proof and they were like and you know when they, they were like oh my gosh there's a subsection c to this you know th- subsection b <laughs> right. what that what who is this guy right. yeah. so he was so successful at what he did that all the other neighbors that had problems he said well I'll, you know i could show you and i was like dude Obviously, you got a thing here. This is something. Yeah, like make a business should, out of it. You know, make a business or you know, put out a thing where you charge people X amount of dollars, and you know, and they can get, recover a heck of a lot more from these companies. Well, um, don't so, a lot of lawyers do that? I guess you know, maybe, they do. maybe they do. Maybe they do. But it, yeah. you know, for he doesn't need to be a lawyer. Stay, yeah. stay at he home dad who's able to who's able to you know milk the uh, the insurance company. You know. And, I wouldn't uh, call him milking. Well, I'd not call milking, him but he got, he got he got his he got what he deserved in the sense. Right, he got his just do. Milked them. I would. Yeah, I would exactly. He actually got what the replacement cost for for the damages it was. Which yeah. we know when we did the um, we did a podcast uh, a year or so back with her, the hurricane Harvey. Yeah, and we talked to the guys down in Houston there, and one of the guys that we had on the podcast, and he he mentioned the same thing, right? They t- he said the house was totaled. It was the water was all the way to the second story in the second story bedrooms, and they wanted to they wanted to just give him like you know forty thousand dollars to replace sheetrock, and he's like, no, you don't understand. This house has got mold behind the facade. We have to it. We should tear the whole thing down. And they were like, no, yeah, we ain't doing it. Yeah. And and he's stuck. He's like, "What do I do? I can't move back into the house. It's too much damage, and they won't pay to have all the damage fixed." And unfortunately, and we're kind of off topic here with the houses, but it, you know, kind of bringing it back around. If if this does happen to you, or if you you know are familiar with your field, uh, just be careful, and then understand that you have the ability to use your homeowner's insurance. It is covered under that. But you may have to either consult an attorney, consult your club. Uh, there's somebody on your club, a president or vice president, and you have some other board members. One of them, one, uh, two of our board members were, uh, were lawyers. So they're familiar with it. And, and just be cautious jumping on the worldwide, you know. Well, YouTube you know, it, it's a tool. LA. But to go out there yeah. and, like, you know, like you said, smash everybody and try to get everybody all in uproar, why don't you, you know, wait. Get your information, and then if nobody's replying to you or whatever, then you right. go out and embarrass them, or or you bring light to it, you know. So, and, and, and in Mike's defense, I I think Mike is correct that that he he can use social media to gather information because social media, uh, and we're gonna throw Scott under the bus here real quick, but uh, you know he doesn't really like it, and we're not on it all the time either. But what it does do is allow you access to a lot of different people, right? 
If you're on the AMA site, there's almost a half a million members that peruse that site. And he did. He got, you know, there were thousands of comments of people that go, oh, this happened to me. Or, right. or you know, where he would never have that. If he was, if it was Jay and Jay was out, you know, the field or whatever and hit a car. And what does Jake <laughs> do? You know, walk away because like, I'm out in the middle of a field. I care less. No, I'm, but you know what I'm the chances saying, right? of me I'm, being caught are very low. I know, I know. I'm just using your name as the, using the example. But I'm just saying that if, you know, in this particular case, if you were out at the, you know, or right. if it was me or Mike or whatever, you're visiting a site uh, and you do have something happen like that, that you would not know. And this is using social media, Mike, to, to gain access to that many people is a good thing coming out with your guns blazing and blaming every, you know, this is BS because, you know, so-and-so didn't pay. And now I got to go, you know, they, they just denied me. Okay. Well, there are other recourses and yes, you have to kind of, it's a typical insurance thing, but you know, he kind of threw his insurance company under the bus and then the AMA under the bus for not paying either and got a little bit of a correction there saying, wait a second, don't, don't bury the AMA because they, <laughs> you only pay $75 a month for a million dollars in coverage. That's actually a really good deal. I mean, if well, it, it is. It, and, and, and like, I'm not, once again, I'm not knocking the AMA, the but, huge, but honestly, I, I would say that the AMA insurance is fantastic for young people or kids coming into the hobby. Re- really? That's to me, that's what that insurance is for. Somebody that doesn't own a home. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, because well, 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 I don't, I don't know that, that would work out that way because they're not eighteen, so they, yeah, well, they don't I'm have not claim. But I'm just, I'm and just. So then it goes back to the homeowners insurance. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a good statement you made, but I, at the same time, you know, that's that's money that's not going to be used for that mm. because they're yeah, a kid. Yeah, so, so I mean, uh, all this is all this is all risk management, right? This is yeah. all risk management. That's what we're talking about. And 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 then and I don't want to beat a dead horse, so we can move on. But uh, I just wanted to caution people because I saw it this week and I was like, Oh, that's a good thing to, to touch on for 20 minutes. <laughs> I, figured, <laughs> I, I just figured I was going to breathe through it and mention it. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and shift gears and uh, talk a little bit about uh, what we did this week. And uh, unfortunately I had some doctor's appointments and some other stuff, but uh, Jay got to fly again. I did get and, to fly. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, so, okay, I know you were just trying to end the stuff with the uh, insurance stuff, but I have a good segue, and that is, dun-dun-dun, okay. if I can get this up so it can focus. Okay, this little finger. finger talking about things here. I don't know if you can see that, folks. Yeah, I, you can barely I'll see I'll just tell them it's a cut. It yeah, is it's a, a cut. You can't see it. It's a cut. It is For a cut. For those of you that are not watching on our YouTube channel at the Park Fire Podcast YouTube. Jay's so, finger is cut. Yes. I can see it. He's milking it. For yes, me. I'm trying to milk it. It. I. Uh, so you know, Mr. <laughs> Safety over here. Uh, so one of the one of the, one of the one of the planes that I got to fly this week uh, was a uh, mini Ultra Stick that I'd gotten, and uh, so I basically had gotten um, uh, two gliders, and the guy, the the gentleman who I was buying the gliders off, of said, "Hey, I got this mini Ultra Stick. It's just." You know, I ripped all the insides out, uh, but I need a good home for it because I, I just never fly. And I was like, oh, well, I, you know, I think I, I think I can give it a good home. So uh, anyway, I brought it home, threw in some servos, uh, threw in the rest of the gear, found a motor for it. The motor wasn't working quite right. So 
it was uh, if you know how like when you get a you get your motor and if you don't plug your uh yeah you don't plug everything into the speed controller just quite right you may get it where it's kind of it's kind of glitching or you know chugging chug, 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 you know it's missing a phase and so it may chug a little bit and then you you know you might have to wiggle some wires or figure out if there's a short or something well it was so, doing it was kind of doing that and i'm just like if wow. i'm not mistaken we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast we did the very end, we yeah, were talking yeah. about what could be the problem so, so what could uh, be the problem so so one of those things that happened you know like after we had talked about that so i i went through well uh, prior to this, but I'd, I'd gone through, I, I whipped out my, my multimeter. I was checking everything. Um, everything seemed to be normal. I, I tried different speed controllers, just all sorts of different things. I'm just like, this is really weird. And then I kind of, um, uh, the motor sitting there kind of chugging along and either I, uh, I kind of just flicked the, the propeller and bring, and it started up and I'm like, Whoa, Hey, I was able to go ahead with the motor and get it up to full speed, come back down. If I put it on low, it could just sit there and chug. It would just sit there and chug along. No problem. And then if I shut it off and then try to start it again, it would go. So it, it needed like this little jump start in order to get it going. So once again, I, I tried a couple of different escapes. I, I moved the wires and, you know, moved them all around. What's that? What's an speed, escape? Speed controller. I moved the speed controller around. So I, I tried this a couple of different ways. So it, it still was having the same symptoms, right? So I uh, I put a more powerful speed controller on it, just thinking maybe right. maybe I had the timing wrong or something. And I I go to kind of jumpstart it right with my finger, but I'm looking down at my radio. I go to you know thwack it, and I gave it a good thwack, and it said, "Whoa, here we go!" And took off. And the next thing I know, thunk. As I as the propeller goes flying across the room, sticks in something, and uh, I didn't even have to look down at my finger. I went, God, dog it! I I know I just split that thing right down the middle of the nail, you know, or everything else. And so I looked down and go, I, and I was kind of, you know, I was doing this like uh, holding it right, you know, so the blood wouldn't spurt all over. Because um, I'm on, I'm on my wife's part side of the the uh, the, the hobby room, right? So I don't want to split bladder split bladder. Let's of course you are. Off. Yeah. So, um, so I'm kind of holding gonna my finger. She's going to make you pay a, a deductible for that. You exactly. know that, right? right. So uh, I kind of look down and I'm like, whew. Oh, okay. I don't think I need stitches. <laughs> you know? So I was like, oh, boy, I, I, I thought I, I thought that might have been went down. Because I, I had a carbon prop on it as well. Oh, uh, wow. So, so uh, that, you know, joy. And we all know you and carbon props have a history. Yeah, we do have a history. So the, the, the other thing that I went. I can't believe it's going to hurt here really bad in a minute, right? Because, you know, the, the, the adrenaline's pumping. And I go, I can't believe it, but I just cut my finger of the finger that I cut the tip of my finger off when I was with AK Mike up in Alaska with my quadcopter. <laughs> I cannot believe I just cut that, I cut that finger. And I look down and I go, Whew, it wasn't that finger. Because I was like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt so bad in yeah. just like 30 seconds. And then I saw it was the, you know, the finger right next, next to that one. You're over. Yeah. So I was like, whoo, okay. It's not going to be that bad. So, yeah. A little CA glue, you know, a little blender them, and uh, I was okay. So we're going to start calling you lefty? Yeah. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> or Stubbs. Stubbs. What? Yeah. I got all, I, the, like import- I got all the important fingers right here, right? That's it. Oh, my gosh. 
this and this. That's right. I'm good. I can still pinch. Yeah, he's still a pincher, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm all right. Hilarious. So anyway, folks, uh, what I'm telling you, what everybody knows, when you're working on a plane and you have take power the prop on off. it, take the prop off. Take yeah. the prop off. Or take your but then you couldn't off. have whacked it. How are you going to thwack it if you don't have yeah, the prop on? The I could have I put on a pop. So what was wrong with the motor? I still don't know. Oh, okay. I still don't know. He was in the middle of was all it, that when he heard his After a bit, you did you throw it away? Yeah. No, yeah, I, 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 that, that's what I'm segueing again to my story. I ended up using it for, for the day I went flying. Oh. And you, you just whacked it to get it started? This time I kicked it. This time I kicked it. This time I kicked it. Did, so, did you use this? Yeah, I was gonna say, did you use the same figure just to fa- attempt fate? No, or, no, no, no. I, I, or like I, one of your wood I, sticks. I, I could use my lower leg, or this time cut a you know femoral my lower artery. leg. Yeah, I could use my femoral yeah. artery to uh, whack yeah. it with. Now he limps. Nope, I just kicked it with the the heel of my toe, and whoop, it, that that was enough Pinky to get it. Pinky toe is gone. Yep. Yeah. And I would just uh, well, we know what we get him for his Christmas. We can get him a chicken stick for Christmas. <laughs> chicken so stick. In fact, I got one. It's actually. I'm just gonna just gonna get him a barbecue bob. You know, but who's thinking? Who's thinking of that at the time? Not me. So, but I should have been thinking. Should have stuck the prop because he's or... got one right there. Yep. Why he would does. he need a chicken stick? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah got... Hey, number one chicken stick right here works all the time, every time. Oh, Waterproof, actually, you know what fuel-proof. Should... What What we should get him, uh, Mike, is those little uh, fold-up like aluminum things. The uh, oh yeah, for sure. To put on his finger, on finger for him, so he can. <laughs> Prior, prior to, prior to, you can't fly like without this, Jay. You have to fly. Oh my God! I hit myself. Oh, shoo. <laughs> Get that aluminum, man. We'll have to name them J Protection uh, Gear the, or something. Devices, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, all in all, wow. um, after that and the bleeding stopped, and idea, I cleaned right? up the blood off of my wife's stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. But uh, just want to tell my terrible tale to everybody else to learn from my mistake. Um, you know. And, and she's like, oh, I got a new design for a card. <laughs> yeah. This, what color is this? Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of changes. Is, is that one of those Jay, color changing things? this color. Can you bring some more of that back wherever That's you right, got it from? Right. That's right. It kind of just news is she can use it for Valentine's Day or she can use it for Halloween. Right. One there you go. Right. Either right. door. <laughs> Any saw two birthdays that are coming up or anything? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> But, well, uh, so we were able to. Uh, I I called Jay the other day, or he actually called me, and uh, on his way home, and he just sounded tired. I was like, "Dude, what have you been doing?" He's like, "I was out there mowing the field." Yep. <laughs> so he uh, he went out and mowed the field because everybody was getting together to yep. go fly. Yep. And uh, had I been smart, I would have probably hopped the flight and come down there because you had a whole group of people coming down. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So it was really nice. Um, our old time uh, friend Jim, who I haven't seen in almost a year and a half yeah. uh unfortunately um he had uh, a few medical conditions and finally he was better and he called me up and he was like dude i've got to go flying <laughs> you know yeah. i've got to go out to the field either friday or saturday we gotta go we gotta go i'm, I'm going i'm it's not okay. if i am going and i was like oh okay dude I, yeah i can make that uh gave scott a call and uh, uh he came on out and yeah it was it was a it was really a fantastic time and i and it's one of those rare days that going flying, I could just tell from Jim, his spirit was lifted so much from flying that day. And we had That's so much awesome. fun. We didn't put anything in the in the trash can or in garbage bags or we didn't have any crazy mishaps. Although we did had some, um, you know, three stooges moments. 
putting some planes together and doing things in uh, not correct sequences. But, uh, hey, it all worked out in the end. Everybody had a good time. Um, the weather the weather held out. Uh, it didn't get too windy or hot. So it was, it was, a, it was a real nice day. Um, you know, we, we got to catch up, you know, over the period of time that, you know, we hadn't been speaking or getting together. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was really a good time. It's probably but, good uh, that you didn't go, Mike, because then you would have been Shemp. And, you know, he just, nobody, he nobody likes him. him. Nobody <laughs> liked him. Yeah. I, I want to be curly. I always want to be curly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, I, uh, we, well, let's see, I just took, I, I knew we were going to be working on a couple of uh, Jim's planes just because. Yeah, uh, he hasn't flown in a while. Well, he hasn't flown in a while. And and one of those things, so this is, that brings me to another topic, which is um, since I had Jim's talking radio <laughs> and I knew that he only had a couple of models on it and, and I was pretty sure he wasn't bringing those models out with us, but I figured he was going to bring his older radios that don't talk. And just from my own experience, one of the problems is, you know, he hasn't flown in a year and a half. And even if it's a model you're familiar with, you, you tend to forget, right, you know, right. what does this switch do? How did I set this up? I mean, I know it worked when I, you know, it flew great when I flew it last time, but I don't remember how that was set up or this was set up. You know, you're flicking switches. You're like, what did I have? I know I had dual rate on that. Is this dual rate? Is that not dual rate? You know, so it was one of those processes. Uh, and then plus, uh, the first plane that we flew that he was trying to get started, he brought out a glue plane that um, it's called the Dolphin. Um, and uh, it's kind of a mid-wing, uh, or no, it's low-wing. No, nope, mid-wing, low-wing. Hmm. Uh, it looked a little bit more like a mid-wing. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Well, I'll throw up a picture of it. But anyway, uh, uh, we, we got out there, and uh, part of the problem was, he, we're going through the controls, and Jim says, hey, I'm, I'm not getting any left aileron, you know? And we're like, what? And he goes, look, to the right, you know, it's like almost standing straight up. He goes to the left, you know, barely a couple of millimeters. And we're like, oh, that's weird. Okay, well, maybe it's the servo. So we're swapping the servo leads around. It's still doing the same thing. So I'm like, okay, it's probably the radio. So why don't we go through the radio, look at all the, you know, mixes, see if you have any mixes in there, you know. It could be some expo turned way up. It could be, you know, it could be numerous things of just sub trim, this, that, or the other thing. But we're going to have to go down and go through it just to see. And that, you know, once again, he's trying to, you know, refigure out his radio, trying to figure out, he goes, well, there's a menu here. How do I get to that? You know, so it was just one of those things where we're just trying to figure this stuff out. And and the reason I'm, I'm talking about this is um, as we're all getting older, those of us that are fortunate, fortunate enough to have newer radios, and radios that talk, this, this problem's kind of alleviated because I know for me, if I get a model and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Hmm, what does everything do? I just start moving all the switches and then the radio right. starts talking to me and I go, Oh yeah, that's right. That's what this, this radio does. Oh yeah. That's, this has a mix. It has this, Oh, this is how you turn the gyro on or off, you know, cause the thing's talking to me as I'm going through the switches. Um, well, my good friend, Pete, uh, back in Alaska, a good friend of Mike and I, um, one of the things that he did that was super, super smart was he would draw all in, in the inside of his cockpit, meaning he would, he would mark out where the battery goes for each. Like if he flew with a 2200 and a 2800 or something like that, he would mark the locations of where those batteries go and he would label it. He would put a little card in the, in the uh, fuselage that, you know, a little, a little, you know, library card or whatever 
so that you could you could take it out and it would just say, hey, you know, it would, he would have little notums on what was going on with the plane. Hey, this this is set up for blah blah blah. This has dual rates on this switch, and it was just a reminder, a little memory card, so you could pick it up, look at it, and go, oh, hey, that's what that's what everything's you know does in your plane. And I was kind of thinking, you know, uh, for for anybody else who has this type of a setup, that you know, maybe if you want to put a card in there, uh, go ahead, but you know, now you have phones, you could just talk to your phone and tell, you know, tell yourself and remind yourself everything about your plane. And then you can store it with you because, you know, everybody takes their phone with them. And that way, you know, more than likely then you have it. Or you can do like my friend Pete, put it on a card, stick it in the plane and forget about it. Smart. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so as it turned out after, <laughs> and, and here's part of the problem that they are not problem. I guess the the uh, hilarity of it all was because we'd think we would think that we had fixed it or we we got the problem and we they would put the wing on they'd screw it back on yeah, yeah. and then and then something wouldn't work <sighs> we had to take the wing back yeah, off and then go back in there and screw with it again it's a low wing by the way I just looked at okay it's a low wing okay so um, as it turned out unbeknownst to us yeah we didn't know that Jim had a gyro in this plane. And the gyro was messing with everything because we never were uh, initializing it correctly. Right side up. It was upside right. down. It was upside down. And so it, it's trying to initialize itself, and therefore it's not giving you all the throws and all the stuff because it was upside down or it was, you know, the wing was off or, you know, it, it just was a comedy of errors. So it wasn't per se the plane. It was just us unfamiliar with this, you know, it was an Eagle Tree uh, gyro. Sure. So, you know, for the first half, didn't even know we had one. And then finally, Jim goes, man, we should just take this thing out. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So we took it out, plugged everything in. Everything worked like it was supposed to. We redid the trims. We redid the throws. Slapped the wing back on. Uh, Jim fires the motor up. You know, he hasn't started the plane in two years. The thing just starts, kicks off, is running great. He goes to kind of advance the throttle so he can start, you know, checking the RPMs and stuff. And throttle's not working <laughs> we forgot and it pl- started right oh yeah it started it's right up <laughs> so, so it's the just throttle servo didn't get hooked back up uh it? not correctly yeah so uh <laughs> so it's just running luckily he had a kill switch in it and he was able to, oh, he was able he was able to kill it and uh you know we were able to go in there funny. and redo everything so the last time we checked everything before we put the wing back on, we, you know, Hey, ninth times the charm. We finally got the, we got the clue. We put it back on and, and everything worked okay. And it was successful. So, um, we went and flew the plane and I have to say, I was really impressed with that dolphin. And I think he had a Sato 46, I think on, on that particular plane sounded great, ran great. Um, the, by that time the wind had kind of kicked up and it was kind of blustery what that plane had didn't even have a problem, you know, flying through that. So, um, uh, Jim flew around for a bit, handed it off to me. I kind of retrimmed everything, got it flying a little, little nicer. Um, once again, the, the difference between glow and electric, you know, it's, that's always an interesting dynamic. Um, I, I, I love the fact that you could, you know, sitting there flying. I'm like, Oh, I should land soon. And I'm just like, Oh, yeah. and I'm like, Hey, when should I land? You know, do you have a timer on your radio or whatever? He's like, ah, dude, uh, you know, when your neck gets tired or your arms start getting numb, you know, I'm just like, Oh, okay. How long have I been, you know, 
it was just one of those things that once again the difference between electric and glow or, or gas you know i was just like that, wow i love this part of the story because I've, I've actually heard it you know when jay was in the got done with the field he called me and he was telling me about it and he's like dude i was up flying and it was like how long have i been up here and <laughs> he's like i gotta get down you know so he he like tells jim or he tells me you know that i look over at jim and i go man i gotta get I'm, I'm gonna land and jim's like why you got 16 minutes to fly it and you've only been up for like eight you know but i totally get what he says you know because it's funny with me i think uh two podcasts ago we were talking about me flying that uh the big you know gasser right and uh, i had actually flown the l39 and it was you know it's a three and a half minute flight and you get done flying it and then you jump on the sticks for this thing and three and a half minutes goes by and you, your body clock kind of says okay you've gone through the three and a half minutes. And then I go, well, how much longer do I have? And he looks at the timer and goes, Oh, you got 12 more minutes. You know, <laughs> out. And you're just kind of like, Oh, wow. You know, yeah. there is, a or huge- I'll tell you after I come back from the bathroom and getting a sandwich, you know, or something right. like that. It's like, wow. Now what I will tell you is, is that it does, it does have our electrics do have that capability because uh, I was over at Peter's not uh, too long ago. And he, he has a new twin dream. Remember the airplane that he rolled and crashed on the first flight, he got a lockout. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And anyway, he's a big FPV guy. And so he's got this twin dream and uh, he's, it's, it's all new. And um, he was saying that he's got a 10 or 12,000 milliamp battery in there, wow. a 12,000 milliamp. And he can fly for, I think he said 73 minutes. Right. Wow. Is it, is it a lipo or, or a, um, it uh, is a lipo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not a life battery. It's yeah, a lipo. Life. But yeah. this is the coolest thing that I've ever seen. Uh, and you know, I'm FPV is just not my thing. I'm not. I'm already a pilot, so I. It's kind of like me doing my job, and I want to go out and have fun. I don't want to come and hobby and do my job kind of thing. So uh, anyway, but he has the goggles, and then he actually put an Arduino board in there, in his, and and they are now selling this little mount. So if he took his goggles and as he rotates the goggles, then the, the front camera rotates. That's cool. And it'll rotate uh, almost 360 degrees. Right. Now it's only 180 this way and 180 that way. So it's not a full, like, you know, twisting around 360, but it'll rotate just about 160 that way and 160 that way. Right. And uh, there's not really a reason to look totally behind you because the way it sits, you wouldn't be able to see anything but the right. inside of the airplane. Uh, that's because you put and, like a, a, a accelerometer in, in the goggles itself. Correct. And yeah. so, uh, that's cool. so the other thing that he can do now is um, the way the servo, and this was something that he wanted help working on, and we had talked about it, how to bend the, the arm because it was binding, uh, but it would look up and down as well. So it would look straight, but then he could glance up, and then it would move up at like a thirty degrees. Um, but it was binding. Cool. He was trying to figure out how to, you know, how to get that out. But uh, it had uh, airspeed and altitude and GPS, and he had a whole uh, heads-up display. And I started laughing because he was telling me all the stuff in heads-up display. And I go, "Yeah, my airplane that I fly for real has a heads-up display." <laughs> And I already have all that in mind. So I, yeah, I, what you're, what, you know, what you're trying to explain to me, how, what to watch, 
I do that for a living, so I, I already know. But um, he's like, oh, it does? And I go, yeah. I said, as a matter of fact, it has a lot of the same look to it uh, for what you have. But um, I haven't seen him. Uh, I didn't get to go uh, last Tuesday and, and this coming up Tuesday. I'm not going to get to go either. But uh, I need to get it back out to the field and see if he's actually made it yet because he was working on it and had just figured everything out. And uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, what he feels like um, looking through that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that was my point. Kind of a long-winded story. But, yeah, the point is is that the with a 12,000 milliamp battery and the, and, and the motors that he has with the bigger props, yeah, he, he can fly for almost an hour and a half, which is amazing. At, like, you know, a third throttle or whatever. So it's really cool, actually, that the technology's uh, coming this, that far. Yeah, those things are pretty amazing what they're what they're able to do, and like you said, adding Adreno boards to it on top of you know what it what it's capable to do, it's it's pretty amazing. Well, battery technology is coming a long way anyway. Uh, just in the real aircraft side, uh, I was looking at an article uh, yesterday, and uh, they were talking about electric flight. You know how far it's come, and uh, they're about to set um, a world speed record for electric flight uh, up into the three hundred mile an hour range. Nice. Which is yeah, our friend Tom sent us a, a video about yeah, electric flight good. aviation, and you know, and I I watched the majority of that, and it was uh it was pretty good, you know, just to to see what they're doing and some of the cool designs. I like that they're they're taking this opportunity to change wing designs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thank wings have been wings for the longest time, but they've they've only relied on jet engine propulsion, and and now that you have electric propulsion, things change. Like for example, uh, they talked about uh, how you have wingtip motors that run the majority of the time and that the other motors uh, they have a bunch of smaller little ones that run when you're at slower speed so you get the airflow you need over the wing it's like wow that's just so cool that whole idea yeah i was pretty shocked at that article with the the wing how they changed the wing design because the wing is what really produces lift right he figured out and of course nasa's doing the research which give it to those guys they Right. They took an existing airplane. They took, uh, you know, all the stuff that they didn't have to redesign and the b- new battery technology that's out there. And they said, okay, well, how do we make this, you know, kilojoule or whatever last longer? Uh, and they're, they're like, oh, well, we can actually enhance the lift capability of the wing by making it smaller, which is one of those weird things that, you know, we, we think of lift being developed because it's a bigger wing but you have to go faster with a bigger wing to create that lift. And they narrowed the wing so that you didn't go, uh, you didn't have as much drag. And they took the wingtip motors to get rid of the wingtip drag. So it was very interesting. I, I, I did the same thing. I was, I was glued to that thing. Cause I was just like, you know, it's part of my history and I'm just like, oh, yeah, cool. But the cool yeah, thing about it was how much innovation for the real aircraft has come from model aircraft. Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were they were saying that the wing designs, the a lot of the you know the stuff that that happens on the, the aircraft model side, you know, battery development, engine, uh, electrical engine. When the electrics hit the market, it just exploded, and now you can actually take that same efficiency. You were just talking about the motor that your wing has and how efficient it is. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Fly it, and then just imagine upsizing that to something in a one or 200 range, right. Um, or a three quarter horsepower or, or a five horsepower motor uh, that has that same efficiency. 
and now they're talking about you know some of these uh, these airplanes. I think there's a Czechoslovakia or Czech the Czech Republic has a company called Pipstrol, and they're selling airplanes now that can fly an hour and a half on a battery charge. Which is pretty cool for if you think about it, right? Because right now, if you're doing, if I was a student pilot, right? Because you know, I'm not thinking about taking that thing and flying cross, trying to go fly cross country with it. But if I'm just learning how to fly, and most pilots, beginner pilots, where are you for that point five? You're just you're right around the airport, right? So, so that's perfect for a, a beginner pilot to use because now think about the cost, right? So you got a plane, you're paying for the pilot. You know, for your instructor, I mean, and then you're pay- you're paying for it for fuel, uh, oil, and everything else. Well, you don't have to worry right. about oil. Uh, you know, you're just paying for a couple of electrons, and so now you're just only paying for the pilot and you know maintenance. So uh, maintenance is a lot less on electric. Right, a lot yeah. less. Right, because how are the annuals going to work on that stuff? Right, that yeah. that's going to be very interesting to figure that out. How they're going to do that? So, but. Yeah, you- the, they were talking about the cost. The cost. Just going to unwind it yeah. and then wind it back up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the cost, the cost to entry is going to be a heck of a lot lower. To you would hope. I would. I would hope that. I would hope it would work that that way. But it I should. Mean, there's a lot should. of margin in there, yeah, right? Because yeah. you're now. I mean, the airplane didn't seem to get any cheaper. It wasn't like oh, with this new motor, it's you know, seventy. No, 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 no. But I'm just talking about just that overall. You know, it, like I said, it's still going to cost you, you know, $500,000 for the thing. Right. Because um, right. once again, well, with the litigation stuff, they're still going to be, you know, the, the, the plane only well, may cost $25,000, but it's going to cost $500,000 because of all the, you know. Right. It's the thing that's, well, these are light sports, and so they're in a little bit different category. Oh, that's right. They're, that's right. They're, they're in that, um, that little nebulous here, now. Here's the interesting thing that I uh, that I didn't think about as a pilot you know, as a real pilot, I didn't think about this, but uh, watching this thing that Mike is talking about, um, I've, they brought up the fact that when you fill the aircraft full of avgas, right, or jet fuel, mm-hmm. and then you take it from point A to point B, you get a certain amount of energy from burning, you know, the fuel. Of course you do. So <clears throat> as you burn the fuel, the aircraft gets lighter, right? And then you get more efficient as you go, which is why longer haul flights are way more efficient than short haul flights. If an electric airplane doesn't do that. Right. What it weighs is what it weighs energy, other than what you what put it in. What it weighs taken off weighs when it lands. There's right. no difference. The battery doesn't get lighter as it burns energy. And that was the first time I had actually the light bulb kind of came on, you know, that was like, oh, oh, you're right. You know, for a vehicle like a car, Tesla or whatever electric vehicle you, you don't have that problem because you just go from point to point but for an aircraft you you do right you you've trained like we've looked at all this stuff and all of these things that boeing and you know nasa and on all these aircraft companies airbus whoever they always look at it as okay what am i going to take off at and what am i going to land at and there's a there's a a cost for that right yeah well or, i mean just think about it uh, what you told me a quote the other day there they won't you told, me, you, you told me a quote the other day of, like, you know, the equivalent and how many pools full of fuel you carry on your aircraft, yeah. you know, flying from here to Seoul or whatever, you know. Right. And once again, now you're not, you know, if, a, if you were able to make that aircraft electric powered, now that's, you know, that's almost half the weight of the plane that wouldn't be needed for fuel 
right? It could be, I, I don't know how many more people get stuff in there, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, whether it's cargo fuel or whatever, but if you designed your plane to be even more efficient flying, right? Now you, you know that the weight's only going to change by, you know, X amount of pounds, right? Because of people, cargo or whatever, but it's, it's, it's a slim, you know, margin, then you can design the, the plane even more efficiently to fly on this. Yeah. Weight that you, you know. I, I will tell you that for my particular case, um, my aircraft, um, the, the way, the way that my aircraft takes off at a heavy weight would be very strange getting to your destination and landing at the same weight because the speeds that, w- that you know, to keep you in the air mm-hmm. for that much weight are a lot higher than when you get to your place and you weigh hardly anything. You can slow way down where if you carried that weight the whole way and never got rid of it, you know, now when you get down there, you're like, oh my gosh, I still weigh the same. And now I've got to bump up all my speeds and, you know, what kind of wear and tear on the tires does that increase and the brakes and all that other good stuff. So it very interesting. I mean, kind of off the topic, but, uh, and it's just, it's just a crazy world that we, we're lucky that the the technology in the RC world is able to be vaulted into real real world, you know, type applications. So it's really kind of cool. Gotcha. Well, uh, you guys, what do you? Uh, hopefully, you're going to get out and do some flying the next week or two. So, you guys got any ideas about stuff coming up, or are you working on a project or two, or what? Um, actually, I've got some family obligations. Uh, I think I got birthdays and stuff coming up sometime soon so i've got to celebrate my century and a century and five <laughs> it's this month Mike, is, is my this, double is, nickel yeah i was just gonna say is this your is your fifth anniversary or 50th birthday uh, yeah that's it that's fifth. <laughs> i like that i like double nickels too that's what my uh yeah, double nickels. That's good. My brother-in-law said because when we uh, when he when he turned fifty-five, we went up there and celebrated double nickels with him, and so he's all excited. We're going up to see him again, and he's like, "Well, you had you know you came up for my birthday, and now you're coming up for your birthday." So, uh, but yeah, it. Uh, so we have some family travel that we're doing. Uh, hopefully, um, actually, I was looking at some of my RC stuff today, and I missed the chance to go fly with Barry and the guys. Um, but um, he said next time they go out, I'll probably run out there and take a turn on the, the turbine l39 so so this has been a been a podcast of off topic so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little like a few minutes off topic here from <laughs> myself it's only off topic in the sense that it's talking about my paramotor <laughs> which i like to talk about well it's still flying sort of but but what oh. happened is um i uh got a chance to change the carburetor uh, uh the gaskets and stuff in the carburetor right. and my buddy who helped me out chris he uh Said, yeah, come on over. We'll 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 work on your carburetor. So I just thought I was going to change out the gaskets and whatever. And he goes, No, dude, we got to take this off. Take it off. What what are you going to take it off for? Well, you know, you need to cook the carburetor. Cook the carburetor. What are you talking about? And then I, he grabs it from me and he goes, Let me have that. And I said, All right. Fills up the pan with water. He's like using his wife's good pans and stuff. <laughs> and and uh, he pours a little Dawn in there. And he starts. Boil. I was like, "What are you doing?" Because I'm cleaning it, man. It's like this is what you got to do. Dude, I was like, "Okay, we need to get whatever." You an ultrasonic cleaner, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, but but anyway, well, the only reason why I brought it up was because I know this is probably true. It's got to be true for um, those little engines as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, oh, I felt like it has kidding? some tie-in. 
it, and so so what was amazing about this was I I've been, we've been talking about how hard my motor my motor's been to start. Mm-hmm. When I when I put that new carburetor not new when I put that cleaned carburetor on my well it's been boiling. Dude, it, just, it, right it just lit right up. I mean yeah. it was like and I was like oh my lord. Yeah. What? I didn't unfortunately I didn't get a chance to fly it because it was too windy for me to go up. But uh, I'm jonesing to go flying now because that thing is solid. And, yeah. uh, and it, a nice potpourri smell, of course. <laughs> smells like dawn. Got <laughs> uh, this nice cotton linen flowery smell. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I was just I was just amazed, you know. And, and you know when I was like, "What are we actually cleaning?" He goes, "Well, see that little hole right there." And yeah. these holes are they can't they're any bigger yeah, than pinholes. There's pin all holes, holes all throughout the carburetor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know much about a carburetor per per se, other than you got I know you got to clean them, um, but yeah, I mean. And there was dirt on the in the pan too, and all that stuff obviously came out. It was just I just it's thought it was an interesting what a grain of sand will do to your car. Right, right. I mean or that's smaller. I mean I I've right. got you know that big DA one twenty. I was having all kinds of fits with that thing, and it just was not running right. We tuned it and detuned it, and it just was chugging along. And I, and I just I, I just was frustrated. And uh, you know I was at the field one day, and I. I told one of the guys and, uh, you know, I said, Hey, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to either get a new one or do it. He goes, Oh, did you change your car- carburetor screen? And I go, what? He goes, take the carburetor off and clean it out and pull the screen out. Cause there's a little, you know, little hole underneath and it actually has a lip and you pull the screen and the screen comes out and it was, it looked like somebody had just smeared a bunch of crud on there, and I cleaned it all out. And, uh, uh, I live in Arizona, the sandiest oh, place yeah, yeah. on it's the planet. <laughs> the goo. Yeah. It up in there. But, uh, but yeah, just uh, just a little bit of, uh, you know, a few grains of sand causes some serious problems. And uh, like Jay said, I threw mine in the ultrasonic cleaner, and that thing cranked up like it hadn't breathed in years. You know, like took a deep breath and said, let's go fly. So, hey, it so, is amazing. Uh, so for our listeners, what do you guys do? Do you, do you guys use anything like an ultrasonic, you know, high tech, like an ultrasonic cleaner? Or do you just whip out a toothbrush or, you know, what do you do? So, you know, yeah, drop give by, us give call, us a phone call. Yeah, 833 or no, 830 That's and it. Let us know what you do, or jump on our Park Flyer Podcast listeners group on Facebook uh, or send us an email at parkflyerpodcast.gmail.com. We can comment on YouTube. That works yep, too, right? Yeah, we actually true. had a couple yeah. of comments on YouTube. We're always happy to do that. Uh, we had I had a couple more uh, people jump on the uh, Facebook listeners group. I had to approve them this week, so good. Um, it's always good. Yep, we're um, we're trying out a new thing. Uh, we've got a different video system now, and trying some audio video recording changes. So we'll see how all that works. Yeah. But, uh, be sure to comment and let us know. Is, uh, yeah. We always love your comments. Yeah. So, and, uh, and for those of you that somehow got my text numbers, we appreciate those too. <laughs> <laughs> You've been texting you, Mike? No, I'm teasing Scott. He's got my text. I enjoy his texts. So at, uh, Scott's, uh, one of our listeners there near Jay and we, uh, give him a shout out because, uh, he's able to, uh, he's actually got, uh, you know, excited about this podcast, and, and we love to hear from him and uh, love to give him a shout-out. But uh, he uh, he's uh, responsible for the um, the wing, the 
he got Jay. So, which unfortunately hit a tree, and Scott was flying. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so this was actually the topic for today, <laughs> but somehow, somehow we never got there. I mean, Jay was like, "Okay, we're going to talk about how this, you know, wing and and what happened," and now we never even made it down that. I mean, here we are, you know, hours up. And- yeah. Well, the good news Safety is, good news. the overall for the for let our listeners know. Unfortunately, um, when Scott was flying, he got a lockout. Kind of, he yeah. picked a tree oh, and he yeah. hit the tree, so he's got skills. And I just uh, have one question. What's that? I have one question. What's is that? insurance going to pay for it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, insurance is not. Yeah. Get off okay. my land, <laughs> revenueers! Oh, I want my. Uh, I want my two dollars. So, uh, so Scott felt really bad about it, and I'm like, dude, I'll, it'll take me half an hour. I can fix this, no problem. He's like, no, 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 I'll get you new. I'll get you a new plane. I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. But anyway, he went ahead and ordered me a new plane, and uh, and when the new plane came in, I got new swag. Hey, look at that! Got the nice. Oh, now look at that! Now I'm that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know. It's when you get to be that. This, tier. this is where you can put your swag right here. <laughs> I have the Dark Fire Podcast swag. Jay has the Tough Wings swag. Mike and mine's the blank canvas. That's for right. For, for our new sponsors to be to be yeah, put yeah, right you there, you could be sponsor. right there on Podcast Podcast. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, too funny. Well, we're gonna have to uh, let you guys go for this week, but uh, we sure have enjoyed spending some time with you, and uh, it's always fun to hear. You know, some of the antics that we go, even if it's kind of off topic, it's uh, it's always fun to kind of hear what, what happens. So, um, I'll keep perusing the uh, the boards and see what we got. If you have a topic for us, once again, our phone number is uh, 830-444-4943. And, uh, or send us an email, parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Comment on our YouTube, subscribe for us, and uh, we appreciate it. Incredibly uh, appreciative of your listening. And of course. Oh, and don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the like button and share. Um, we're going to try to start doing that stuff. Give us the thumbs up on YouTube and uh, share us. We can, <laughs> uh, can kind of get uh, bigger and better and, and, uh, and expand our horizon. So, but for this week, uh, I think we're out, right? I'm Michael from Arizona. And I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And I'm AK Mikey, Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. 